Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the only healthcare marketing podcast that digs into the digital strategies and tactics that help you accelerate growth. Each week, Cardinals experts explore innovative ways to build your digital presence and attract more patients. Buckle up for another episode of Ignite. Hey everybody, everybody, you listened to the first two coffee chat discussions. Lauren doesn't even have coffee, so it's just a chat discussion. You've heard the first two where we discussed top healthcare org issues and trends coming out of last year. This is the fun one. We're going to talk about 2022. They need no introduction. I'll do it anyways. Rich Burdick and Lauren Leone, everybody, are SVPs of everything here. They are the smartest. They are the best, and you're going to learn from them today. Let's dive right in. Ooh, Rich, so let's talk about it. What do you see happening in 2022? Anything changing with marketing? Obviously, it is. What's the top thing? Let me talk to you about sort of what we're doing from an agency perspective, because I think that it's not necessarily a massive sea change in terms of what everybody else is doing, but I think it's something that we believe in strongly, which is adopting a more user-centric marketing approach in 2022. And, you know, this is something that, that has come out of actually developing a stronger creative offering in 2021. And it's, it's a need to understand our clients' end users and what their end users are looking for when they are considering our clients and their businesses and their services and their offerings. And so it sounds really straightforward, right? Like, you know, if you're going to do good marketing, if you're going to connect with people, you have to understand your end user, but you would be amazed at the number of clients that we have or the number of prospects that we talk to who have no idea what makes their end users tick and what their end users care about. So we're kind of doing this tour of our, our current clients where we're going around and we're, we're implementing user-centric marketing for them. We're doing consumer surveys, we're doing user research, um, and we're helping them to understand what motivates their end users so that our ad copy can talk to the things that their end users really care about. Our landing pages or our core web pages can talk to those things. And so that we're conveying the right information at the right time to their users, to their prospects, so that they're more successful at, at turning them into leads and then turning them into patients. Because right now, you know, a number of people are, are really missing the mark with that. I'll give you a little anecdotal example. We work with a number of large DSOs and one of these DSOs was leaning into a couple of promotions and they weren't very effective. And so we ran a survey with end consumers and found out, A, that of all the promotions that you could run, those two ranked as two of the worst that you could possibly run in terms of a user's interest. And B, that actually in the buying decision, a user really doesn't care about promotions. It's like the fifth thing down on their list of things that they care about. If you deconstruct that, you're leading A with a promo that people don't care about, but B, you're leading with a promo which people just don't care about in general. So it's kind of this, this double-edged issue here. And so as soon as we uncovered that, and we can start talking to the user in the language that the user cares about, which is things like, insurance coverage or online reputation. And that helps them be so much more successful when they're buying against other businesses in the space. So the trend in 2022, to sum that all up, is start with the user, understand your user and go from there. Now let's talk practically. How do you do this user surveys and stuff? They don't have a fancy guy with a British accent. Is there any simple ways people can do these user surveys? Is it, I got to pick up the phone and call on my patients. How do you do this easy, simple, quickly? The easiest way is you get something like SurveyMonkey and you, you basically blast out your, your patient list. SurveyMonkey up to a certain point, just like MailChimp is free. Um, you send them a quick survey. You're looking for 400 respondents. 400 respondents is statistical significance. 
that's all you need. So, I mean, for some practices, I know if you, if you don't have a huge patient list, that might be more difficult. But for most practices, you could probably get 400 respondents. If you can't use your own patient list, if you're a new practice where you don't have enough patients, there are tools out there, Google surveys, Polfish, where you can you can blast out a, a wider audience, especially if it's low acuity that applies to a bunch of people. If you have something more specific, you can use screening questions in those surveys where you can ask the screening question, you know, have you ever been to an orthopedic surgeon? Yes or no. And then you can screen those people who say yes. You know, you can always engage a contractor to do this. It doesn't have to be rocket science. You're going to know the things that you want answered. So you could work with a contractor to help you set up that survey. They should uh, have expertise in, in the ways that you have the right survey questions so that you don't lead people, so that you don't fish. You know, all these things should be taken into account as well. Self-confirming bias. I love it. I love it. So really talking to the patient and the journey and, and creating experiences around that. Lauren, let's talk about what else you see as a big trend going in 2022. Is it important to understand what became patients. Is this ever going to happen when you're talking about it for a long time? It's the North Star. At least it gives us something all to wish for and hope for and talk about. As marketing leaders, we're working on it. And the organizations are working on it. And the ways that they're working on it is they at least understand now that they have to have a tech stack that allows for this transparency and this two-way push of information. In a compliant manner, You know, we're, we're educating our clients on ways that information can flow in both directions so that we can extract out outcomes without violating the, the patient's privacy, but that they can ultimately understand what their marketing dollars are driving. Because I can make the phone ring a hundred times. And if your receptionist is only converting one of those, we're going to report on very different numbers at the end of the month. So it's it's not going away. It's an evolution. It's probably going to be another few years that we're going to continue to inch our way towards this closed loop. Attribute. What's the first step you can take? If you're a mid-size, the small ones, they're never going to go get Salesforce CRM. I'm holding my breath. I wish they were. What's the first step to take? If you have a CRM, speaking to someone like Cardinal about how does the information go in and and then extract back out of your CRM and how can that information be then pushed back into marketing engines? I mean, it's interesting. Maybe a smaller practice would have an easier time with this. And Rich, you may have a thought, but if you're only in taking, you know, a dozen clients a week because you're a very specialized practice, you could potentially, you know, record some of this information and find a way to pass it back. It's it's once you get at a really massive scale that you have to be doing this through automation. There's just no way to to do it beyond automation. Yeah, I mean, I would say the easiest way to start is to try and do at least some directional data sharing. So if you're driving PPC leads to a landing page for a small practice, and you know you can set up your form simply to just track which landing page they're coming from or capture a single snippet of information that can then be sent back to the agency or to whoever internally is running your, your advertising and saying, okay, we drove six patients that I know came from PPC and the revenue was X. You might be able to push that information back into the platform. You may not have that sophisticated automation, but you can at least give the person who is optimizing those campaigns some soft signals that we're driving more patients now, our patient value is going up, qualifying them at a higher rate so that they can think about the things that they've been doing and try and double down on those efforts and, and do more of them. Very good. Practical tips. I like it. We're getting into the nitty gritty. Okay, let's talk more advanced. I've been running media for a long time. I'm a bigger group. I've got 50 plus locations. I'm really good at PPC. I was, thought I was good at paid social. What do I do next? What's really going to take me to the next level? Anybody. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think what we're seeing is Conversion rate optimization is is the next big thing beyond pre-click. Certainly, our larger provider groups, 
uh, are starting to come on board with that. Some of them we've been running since the beginning of this year with CRO without just kind of quoting stats, but typically you can increase your conversion rate over time by 100 to 200%. Obviously, if you think about the same improvements that would take on the pre-click side, it would be huge. You're not going to see those. So I, I think definitely the first, you know, especially if you're driving a lot of traffic through search and you feel like search is good, you should be making sure that your landing page experience is converting at the highest possible rate. Then beyond that, then you can start looking into things like social prospecting, display prospecting. You can start, you know, if you've got a big branded campaign like some of our behavioral health clients, you could look at things like OTT. You could look at um, some heavy YouTube buys. But none of those things are going to be as effective as you want if your post-click user experience is poor. So it's it's kind of like, you know, putting all the cargo on the boat when you've still got a hole in the hull and all the water's coming in and you're just going to sink. You've got to make sure that you've tightened up first and then you can start throwing money at it. Um, otherwise, you're just going to increase the amount of spend you're wasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So looking at, you say pre-click, post-click. I try to keep up with you with what the hell that means. So for everybody, pre-click means what? Pre-click is all the optimizations and all the marketing that you're doing before a user comes to your website. Right. So that is going to be stuff like creative testing on Facebook or, you know, adding in a new ad group or a new campaign right. in paid social or paid search. Post-click is all the optimizations that you do once they hit that landing page or that website or the web page. So that is improving the user experience, uh, improving the mobile design, doing A-B testing. That's when I say post-click, that's what I'm talking about. It's when the user gets to the website or the landing page. Thank you. Thank you. So sophisticated. When you hear fancy words out of Rich and they sound British, it's like, whoa, this guy's so smart. It's crazy. Hey, Lauren. Okay. If you're going to go spend more money next year, where are you spending it? I think Rich did a good job of of kind of explaining the priorities there. And I think the money should follow that, right? So ensuring that you're you're capturing existing demand, ensuring that your digital reputation and your digital user experience is as optimal as it can be. So maybe you're investing in a reputation management program because you're spending all this money on ads, but you have a 2.5 star on Google, right? So you're losing a lot of, of what you've gained. If that's really tightened up, then you're talking about you know, how do I improve my conversion rates? And then where do I start to go to get more reach? And that's going to be channels like social, like video. And and before you even think about investing in those, think about investing in some user-centric research so that you can develop assets that really speak to those audiences in the way they want to be spoken to. And then go to your media team and say, I have these messages. I've done this research. I'm ready to put this message out there. What are the right channels to do that? I like it. I like it. What's the biggest marketing thing you would duck? It's total garbage going in next year. You wish you heard less clients doing it. I would say organic social. I just think that <laughs> I know. It's hard when you see like Delta out there having, you know, or Taco Bell and they do all these fun things on their Twitter accounts and, and on Instagram. And it's hard because you see that and you think I need to follow suit. But you reach such a small portion of your audience. The patient isn't looking to, you know, have a funny conversation with their doctor. They're here to seek care. It's just not something that medical practices need to be investing heavily in. Thank you <laughs> for saying it, everybody. Nobody cares about the party you threw for your employees at your practice the other day. No one cares. New patients don't care. Your existing, your former patients don't care. Don't forget about recruitment. So I definitely don't discourage you having a social channel so that you can speak to your current and 
prospective employees. I think that's the best use of it, but it doesn't necessarily have to be to acquire patients. All right. Very good. Rich, any closing words, anything you think of as a big trend for next year that we did not cover? I don't think there's any any massive trends I, that we didn't cover. I think I would just reiterate the fact that you need to keep your user top of mind. And I would also reiterate something that I think Warren mentioned earlier, which is be prepared to, to have to undergo more of a creative lift in 2022, especially if you're going to have a foray into anything other than search. You will need to be prepared to have good creative to not only initially engage with your target audience, but also to differentiate yourself from your competitive set and then to push them to take action at the bottom of the funnel. All of this will require some strong creative that that very clearly highlights your unique value propositions to the end user and differentiates you. And how you describe it is do the research up front to know what your patients actually care about, whether it's offer-based or or value-based or proposition. Do the research up front to know what they care about and be ready to create lots of variations of those things to see which creative lands the best. But the big investments are going to be coming in creative next year. That CRM tracking. Is that what I heard? We're good? Yeah, yeah. And I think for bigger groups too, think about velocity, right? Like what we're starting to do here from a creative point of view, but also from a post-click point of view is instead of building full pages or building full videos, we're building sections of pages and sections of videos so that we can dynamically interchange them uh, and serve up different experiences and tinkered experiences so that we're giving the user more choice to tell us which is the most effective experience, which is the most effective messaging. So think of if if you are handling creative on your side, um, think about operationally how best to create those variations and how, how best to create new user experiences with the bandwidth and the resources that you have in-house. I love it. Thank you so much. Rich and Lauren, we got to talk all about trends and creative and CRM, tech and user experience, CRM, lots of fun acronyms. We got to use them all today. Rich and Lauren, thanks for joining us on Ignite. That was the end of the three-part sequence. We hope you learned something. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignite. Interested in keeping up with the latest trends in healthcare marketing? Subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. For more healthcare marketing tips, visit our blog at cardinaldigitalmarketing.com.